Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to a new episode of the Training Jimmy's Podcast. It has been a long time since I last did an episode. December 12th was the last one I aired. Uh, catching up on the World Cup, discussing a potential Morocco-Croatia final, discussing penalty shots uh, if they're needed uh, in sports, which, you know, I think they are in hockey and in soccer. Uh, but again, um, a lot of stuff has happened since my last episode, stuff for me personally. Um, like I, I always enjoyed doing this episode, but I'll be honest with you, uh, over these next couple of minutes, at one point I just stopped. Um, it was I'm not saying that it was too much to do. It was just at one point I just, just stopped. It was just, I was going through some stuff, um, personally and just like, I'm like, all right, I'll record an episode next week. And then a day later, and then it turned into another week later, a month later. And then at one point, I was just like, maybe I should just end the podcast. That That's where I was getting to at the point where I was like, is this worth it anymore? Like, I do this as a hobby, as a choice. Um, I do have a lot of fun doing these episodes. I know I have friends who enjoy listening to it. But at one point to me, it was like, do I want to do this anymore? And I know I just walked away from it. Um, it just, just stopped. Like I just, at one point I was just like, I'm just going to take a break. I took a break for myself. I, again, I made personal choices. I just came back from a trip for the last couple weeks, uh, for myself, just had to get away and, you know, and like I was more focused on or just trying to balance my professional life with my personal life and just keeping myself to like basically keeping to myself and from the world. But again, I'm, I'm focused now. I'm trying to get back, trying to expand. Um, but you know, it's, it's been a while. You know what? I've missed a lot of stuff too. Discussing a few things, you know, uh, I missed the remainder. I missed discussing the remainder of the world cup final. So congratulations, Argentina on them winning that world cup. I know it's a few months too late. Uh, congratulations to Georgia. I'm winning back to back. Congratulations to you know, the Kansas city chiefs. I'm winning the super bowl. You know, we have March Madness now going on. Uh, we have Europa League, Champions League is at the quarterfinals now. Getting down to the final games of the regular season for NHL and NBA. We're having the playoffs coming through. It's, it's a lot of stuff has been going on and I've missed it. And, you know, it's tough. Plus, we also have the NFL draft coming up. We're not too far away from that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I will be discussing uh, the first 10. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do the first 15. I was discussing the you know, picks 1 through 10. What do they need? And you know, I'm going to do uh, the 10 here. Or, sorry, the 15, top 15 picks. I'll still be doing my mock draft, uh, which will be coming in about a week and a half or so. Um, a lot of stuff to discuss there uh, when we're looking at it because it's, it's going to be an interesting draft. And I'm kind of going to put it in the category as last year when it comes to quarterbacks, except we may see X amount of quarterbacks go in the top 10. Whereas last year, um, there was a lot of mock drafts predicting quarterbacks going in that top 10 that didn't go, and I even saw that myself. So we will see again. The quarterback is always going to be that high pick. Um, but again, it's it's good to be back recording. It is. Uh, but again, like a lot of things to catch up on. It is. And again, it sucked not catching up on that final for the World Cup, uh, not discussing the college finals for 
uh, football, discussing the Super Bowl, uh, missing out on that. Uh, the Super Bowl this year was okay. Just going <laughs> to leave it there, in my opinion. Not going to give any feedback. Obviously, everyone who is, listens to sports podcasts and watches ESPN, TSN, NFL Network, all those stations, they all know how the Super Bowl was and their opinions were. And, you know, it, it was okay for me at the end. That's basically where I'm going to leave it there. But again, a lots of stuff to discuss in tonight's episode of the podcast. Uh, again, it's it's good to be back. Like I mentioned, kind of took a little bit of a break. Uh, again, personal stuff going on, just personal, trying to keep everything together. Trying, it was hard to balance everything at once. It really was. Uh, but again, uh, after that, taking that time, I'm, I'm back. It's, it's good. And I also took a little trip as well. I went overseas. Uh, went to do some sightseeing, got to catch a little football match, a little Portugal versus Liechtenstein, which was part of my trip. It was incredible. It, it was a lot of fun to see. And not only that, I got to see Cristiano Ronaldo play a football match and see him score twice. That was kind of the highlight of my trip. But again, it was a remarkable time being overseas, uh, just seeing the sights, everything. It was a lot of fun. And again, seeing... Sport are seeing Portugal, the national team play. And I've, I've seen the alumni national team play. We've seen that before. Uh, we sometimes have that here for hockey games. And I saw the alumni national team for Portugal play the alumni team for Italy a few years back. But to see the actual national team play, I had my Portugal jersey on. I was with about 45,000 Portuguese fans just screaming, howling. And a good chance... A lot of tours where I was were just there to see Cristiano Ronaldo play because, again, we didn't know if he was going to play. We didn't because when I bought my ticket for the match, that the squad had yet to be announced for it. So you didn't know if Martinez was going to have him there. But luckily enough, the squad was announced two days before the game, and we saw who was going to be on it. So we saw Cristiano Ronaldo ready to play. Bruno Fernandez, uh, Juan Concelo. Juan Felix, Bernardo Silva. So we saw all those players ready to go, and it was it was a great game. 4-0. Again, Ronaldo scoring twice. We see him score uh, the great penalty kick that he's famous for. A free kick as well, bending it around the wall. And then we see Juan Cancelo score the first goal of the match. And then we see Bernardo Silva as well, getting a nice little one as well. So again, it was great to see. It was a great match. Portugal again went on to win against uh, Luxembourg, six uh, 0 So, so far they've they've scored ten goals, four and zero against, which is great. Uh, but again, it was overall it was great to take that time away from myself. So, a lot of fun. It's now great to be back to watch or get back to business. Start recording the podcast again. I got a TikTok account uh, for this. Uh, you can follow that at Draining Jimmy Sports Podcast. It's linked to my Instagram as well, which is still uh, DrainingJimmy's.podcast. So make sure you subscribe to both as well. I'll be posting stuff on there as well. But again, it's it's good to be back trying to get things going again. The YouTube channel, which is now uh, ready to go, I'll be posting this podcast on it as well. So you'll be seeing that there. Make sure you hit the subscribe that so get get those subscriptions going this will still be posted on spotify apple podcast as well 
So make sure you, you see that there. But again, lots to cover in tonight's episode of the podcast. There, there is. And I know I missed the last three, over three months worth of sports. Uh, but again, it's, it's great to be back. But again, I, I got a lot of stuff to go forward again. I'm going to be t- discussing some EPL, some Champions League, Europa, La Liga, uh, the NBA, NHL playoffs I'm going to get to. Uh, later on, I will be discussing the uh, NFL draft. I'm going to be looking at the top 15 picks, looking at what their needs are, like I mentioned earlier. But again, it's it's good to be back. But again, we, we have a lot to cover tonight. So like I mentioned earlier, lots of stuff to catch up on tonight. Uh, so we're going to kick off with catching up on Champions League, Europa, uh, we're at the quarterfinal stages for both, and it has been a wild Champions League, to say the least, uh, especially with Real Madrid and the Liverpool match that happened uh, previously before. But again, it's we're coming down to the wire here for this. We're in the quarterfinals for both. So I'm just taking a look at Europa right now. Uh, we have Roma versus Fenenord, uh Union St. Gilsloy versus Leverskun, uh, Sevilla versus Man U. Sporting versus Juventus. Uh, again, aggregates for both. Uh, best score at the very end of the aggregate determines your uh, if you're going on or not. R- r- please remember this. A couple years ago, uh, you, FIFA removed the away goals as the tiebreaker. So now you're going to see that going forward as just whatever your score is at the end of aggregate. Whoever has the winning one goes forward. Ties, obviously, you're going to go to extras and penalties to determine who the winner is going to be. That's usually happening after the second leg. So, but that's for uh, Europa. Happy for Man U for well, how well they've been playing. And Man U has basically been going through La Liga to get themselves through from the group stages and so on and so forth. Uh, we faced, we're facing Sevilla now, uh, who is a threat at potentially being relegated in La Liga at the moment. Uh, but again, Manu playing uh, Real Sociedad in the group stages, uh, playing Real Betis uh, in the round of 16, and then facing Barcelona in that little playoff to before the round of 16. So now they're, now they're going on to their next legal opponent, so which will be a good one. Um, again, like on paper, it will be an interesting matchup. Again, as much as Sevilla is at risk of relegation in La Liga, that doesn't mean they're going to be a easy road for them in the next one. Sporting. Uh, I did catch some of the leg there. I caught the second leg of it, watching that match against Arsenal in that, court, in that round of 16, which was a great uh, final game going all the way to uh, penalties. And just the way that game went, watching Sporting score that goal from basically half to tie up the game. So it, it was great to see, and that was a great matchup there. Uh, but again, it's going to be interesting to see them play against Juventus. Roma uh, definitely has been in these spots before. Uh, Jose Marino, so we, we know how well of a manager he is. But again, it's definitely looking forward to watching uh, the Europa, especially with Manu. So those kick off on... April the 13th, uh, so make sure you're watching that as well. Uh, they're always available on zone, so make sure you take a look at that. Going to Champions League now. Uh, so here we are, two matches that I think everyone's going to be really focused on. 
uh, Real Madrid versus Chelsea, and then Man City versus Byron, which is <laughs> finals in themselves. They, they really are. And Real Madrid, a lot of people are wondering how well they're just going to take apart because we saw what they did against uh, Liverpool in the, in the previous round. I'm just going to pull this up right here. Uh, winning 6-2 in aggregate. The first game against Liverpool went 5-2. It, it really, like when you watch the game though, as much as uh, Real won, there were mistakes made by Liverpool. And that's when you see the goals, it, it definitely was a little, you know, tough to say the least when you're watching that as well. So uh, one thing I forgot to mention too, and I just noticed here as I'm going through it, some of these clubs that you're watching in Europa are teams that fell out of Champions League and went to Europa. That, that's what, what we're looking at here. Uh, so Sporting and Sevilla, who were in Juventus, who were all in Champions League, all are now in the Europa quarterfinals as well. So Sporting, Juventus, Sevilla, uh, even Barcelona at one point were there, So, but they're all now competing with... Uh, teams like Manchester United to get to the Europa Finals. But just looking back at the, these the standings here, I'm just looking at the group stages. just going to go back to it because it's been a while since I saw that. So going to where Real was, um, just taking a look here. Okay, just wanted to double-check to see if they played any other British or English Premier League teams as well, but no, they, they didn't. So, But again, the way they handled Liverpool like now they're facing Chelsea don't expect what they did with Liverpool to be the same against Chelsea just just saying that right there don't expect that to happen when you watch that first game you see the mistakes made by Liverpool don't expect that to happen with Chelsea that just snap it, it, it I don't think that's how it's going to go down between the two clubs but going to the other uh, matches Inter's playing Benfica uh, Napoli is playing Milan. So you, you have that there. You have two Portuguese clubs at the chance right now, uh, especially sporting in the quarterfinals for Europa. Benfica now in the quarterfinals for Champions League. We will, we will see how it all goes. But that all kicks off on the 11th of April uh, for Champions League. And remember the 13th for uh, Europa League as well. So looking forward to... The both legs going on. If I were to pick, uh, going back to Europa, um, I like Roma to win, Man U to win. I'm going to go for Sporting, and then for the last group, Leverkusen, and then Union Saint Galois. Uh, I'm going to go with USG, Union Saint Galois for that. So Man U, Union, Sporting, and Roma to go on for the semifinals, and then for Champions League. Um, I'm going to go with Benfica. I'm going to take Byron over Man City. Uh, Milan versus Napoli. Actually, no. Check that. I'm taking Napoli over Milan. And then, you know, I'm going with Chelsea with the upset. So I'm just going to write these down. So for Champions League again, um, if I could find a pen that could work, that's that's usually the case. Come on, you pen. There we go. So champ... Uh, we're going to go with, if I could spell champ, so Benfica, and then we're going to go with Chelsea. Again, like I'm not expecting what 
Real Madrid, like what happened that game. Like if you watch it, there were a lot of mistakes made by Liverpool. It, it was, uh, but again, uh, and then I'm going with Napoli, and then lastly, Byron. Th- those are my semifinals, and then for Europa, I'm going with USG, like I said, and then I said Sporting. Uh, Roma, and lastly, Manchester United. Going with that as your as your four going to the semifinals, which I'm looking forward to as well. It's I'm, I'm, it's it's going to be tough for for all these matches, but again, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really am. It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, uh, let's catch up on some EPL uh, English Premier League as well as I did mention. In my little intro, me welcoming back, I'll discuss some La Liga. Just going to look over the standings. Uh, EPL, since the start, has been up and down. Manu has had the biggest turnaround, in my opinion, since uh, the Ronaldo situation that happened in early to late October, November, uh, to say the least. And we saw it part ways and then kind of carry over to the World Cup. Uh, but Arsenal... Uh, is leading the English Premier League. Man City is sitting in second. Uh, we have about 10 to 12 games, depending on where your club is standing. Um, but uh, Arsenal is sitting at the top of 69 points. Man City is sitting at 61. Man U at 50. Uh, Man U with two games in hand or one game in hand, and depending on who you're looking at here, two on Arsenal and then one on Man City. Though, even if they won their next two matches, it will get them close, but they're still behind some points as well. Tottenham is sitting at the fourth, so you have your top four there for uh, World Cup, or not for World Cup, Europa, or sorry, uh, Champions League for next season. And then you have Newcastle, who Manu was playing on Sunday uh, as well. So that will be a good matchup and matchup to keep an eye on as well, as they're both. Uh, I and I, after that, they're just three points back. So that could change very easily for the standings. But Newcastle sitting at number five. And then looking here for the rest, Liverpool, who has kind of struggled this season, sitting at sixth. Uh, They're kind of just sitting on the outside looking in. Could uh, take advantage of getting themselves back into it. Brighton, Bradford, uh, Fulham. We all know Fulham, especially with what just happened at FA Cup about two weeks ago. Um, up 1-0 on Man U. And then within 70, 90 seconds, taking three red cards and that whole thing changed and then falling to Man U 3-1. It just... And then rounding up the top 10, we here have Chelsea. And Chelsea's sitting at 38 points. They, they are. Um, again, they're 11 points or they're, sorry, they're five points, sorry, seven points back of, or no, sorry, if I could read, sorry, got them in uh, Man U, so nine points behind uh, Newcastle at the moment, but Newcastle has a game in hand, uh, but again, like, there, there's a chance that they can come back up and get themselves closer, but they're not a threat of relegation right now, and looking at English Premier League, we see West Ham, Bournemouth, Southampton, at the risk of uh, regulation. Leicester City uh, is sitting there as well. Nottingham Forest as well. Everton is even at risk, and even Leeds 
uh, the Wolves, all those potential risks. Uh, Southampton sitting at 23 points. Uh, Burnhamouth, uh, 24. West Ham at 24 points. But Leicester City, Forest, Everton, 25, 26, 26. So we will, we will see how it all goes. And again, uh, West Ham does have uh, a game in hand on majority of those teams. So we, and even two games in hand on Everton. So we'll see how that all plays out. And yes, I'll mention La Liga because I discussed it earlier with my intro. Uh, Barcelona leading with that very handedly. Uh, 68 points. Real Madrid sitting at 56. Atletico sitting at 51. Uh, Real Sociedad, 48. Real Betis, who Man U defeated in the last round at 45. And then Villarreal uh, sitting at 41. I'm just checking here. Let me just take a look here. Okay. Uh, yeah, Villarreal. So Barcelona, Real, Atletico Madrid, and Real Sociedad all sitting there for Champions League. Real Betis sitting there for Europa. And Villarreal looking in at the uh, sixth spot for the qualifier for Europa. But that's catching up on soccer on those because it has a lot of things have changed. And obviously La Liga is, you know, next to English Premier League is one of the next Premier Leagues to watch, uh, which is always great to see, especially the uh, the El Clasico between Barcelona and Real Madrid. It caught the last one when I was watching it. It was a good match. Um, but again, it was it was a lot of fun uh, catching up on a lot of soccer, especially with Europa. I have been watching a lot of Europa League as well. Just, again, like... How do, how do I say this when I've been watching like a lot of sports uh, over the last couple of months? It's kind of been difficult to watch because of commercials. And again, soccer, they do not play commercials during live games. They don't. They don't take even commercial breaks during the game, which is great. So, but again, when we're, we're seeing this all here, it's, I think soccer is just, it's just affected you in a way that it's, it makes it difficult to try and watch baseball you know, even basketball, hockey, because there's always commercial breaks going on. It, it's tough. It really is. It really is tough to watch that. Like F1, golf, like they have commercials, but they play the commercials while the golf is going on. That That's what the great thing is. Like they're making, they're doing both at the same time. They'll just do it on a small screen. Um, NBC does a good job of that when they're covering. Uh, we have the Masters next week coming up too as well. So we, we will see how that all goes. But again, like again, commercials have just, and you know what, usually when you're watching the Euro Cup, everything going on, big tournaments, it, it doesn't really affect you as much. But having it in the middle of the year and just being so focused on that, and I'm not saying I haven't been focused on EPL and everything else, but just watching all that and just seeing not that many commercials, it just plays a factor. And that kind of did play a factor in me watching the Super Bowl this year. It, it did. Um, but again, it's it's good to catch up on all of this. Uh, definitely has been exciting, especially seeing Man U go on this run. Man U, again, since that turnaround has been remarkable. And yes, you can throw in the fact that they lost 7-0 to Liverpool. And I said that to some people, like, they were kind of due for that loss. They, they were. Like, for the success that they had leading up to that matchup, they were kind of due to lose. Like, 
They beat Barcelona. They won the League Cup, the Carlsborough Cup. Um, and then, you know, you, you lose 7-0, and then you go off to beat Real Betis in a big one just to show that they're there. So it's you win some, you lose some, but there was a match there that they were due. But, you know, it, it has been an exciting season so far for Man U, especially with the turnaround uh, with the Ronaldo. But again, like Champions League, Europa League, a lot of stuff going on. And just to recap my picks for Champions League, Benfica, Chelsea, Napoli, Byron for Europa, uh, USG, Sporting, Roma, and Manchester United for my winners to go on to the finals. Uh, sorry, the semifinals for their respected leagues. But again, it's been, it has been a lot of fun to watch. Now the catch up on the NHL, the NBA, we're about five, six, seven games away between both leagues before their playoffs. We are. I was just taking a look at the NHL wildcard standings. Uh, it's been quite a remarkable season. There is the potential to have 13 teams go over 100 points for this season. It, it's, it, it is remarkable. Avalanche are at 94. Stars are at 94. Minnesota, who's leading the Central in the West uh, at 97. Golden, Gold, oh, sorry, not Golden State. Golden Knights are at 99. Oilers are at 97. The Kings are at 96. And then heading over to the East, uh, just taking a look here. So this is the Metro. Hurricanes, Devils are already over 100. Hurricanes are at 103. Devils are at 102. Rangers are going to crack that. They're at 98 points. Uh, Bruins, who have the league leading, have already clinched the President's Cup uh, at 121 points. And they still have, just taking a look here, seven games to go. Uh, the Leafs are at, sitting at 98. They'll crack 100. And then the Lightning are at 94. So that's that's very remarkable, especially when you're looking at the wildcard teams. Um, like Islanders are at 87, and you have Pittsburgh at 84 with the Panthers creeping up. Even the Islanders aren't that far back. They're, they're not. Um but again, we'll see what the Penguins can do. They might be another one-and-done uh, first-round uh, team again. But again, uh, looking at the wild card, Seattle is that 13th team that could potentially go. Uh, they've got the first wild card spot in the West, sitting at 90. The Jets are at uh, 90. Or sorry, at 85 right now. So couldn't have 13 teams go over 100 points, which just would be just remarkable if we see that. It is. And, you know, it's the Metro, again, is showing that they're the best division. Again, like as much as the Bruins are having that tremendous season, it is. They're having a remarkable season, 121 points. Leafs are playing well. Lightning are playing well. But, again, the Metro, again, and I think I said this when I did my uh, preview of the NHL teams or in the NHL season, to say the least, that the Metro was going to be the best. The Hurricanes, the Devils, who have rebounded, the Rangers, who have played extremely well, and they're, they're going to possibly go deep, the Rangers. Um, the Islanders, who are playing good, we'll see what Pittsburgh does. But again, they have potential to have, again, five teams from their division go into the playoffs, potentially. Um, they have a game in hand on the Islanders, but again, the Islanders are up by three points. Pens have taken some very bad losses. Cooley play, defensive play, injuries, it has all been affecting the way they go. So they're potentially missing out. If Florida keeps playing the way they are, 
they could take over that final wild card spot. And so that will be great to see again. It'll be even split between the divisions, but again, having five teams from one division in there. Again, like the Metro has always shown that it's been the stronger division. But it's good to catch up on hockey as well. Uh, going over to the NBA uh, to see this. Again, it's here we are. It's been kind of an interesting season. I could go off on the Raptors for a little bit, but uh, Bucks uh, keeping it at the top spot. Celtics are not too far behind. Uh, 76ers are looking at it here. And let me just take a look. Um, so Milwaukee's already clinched their division. Uh, Celtics, 76ers, Cavs have already clinched their playoff spot. Knicks, Nets are just holding off there at five and six. The Heat, the Hawks, Raptors, and Bulls, as of right now, are sitting in that little playoff push right there. They're going to play that little tournament that we have just before the playoffs to get them into the playoffs, that little tournament that we see now. Um, so we'll see the Heat and the Hawks go at it. And then Raptors and the Bulls going there. If everything plays out correctly, there's about Raptors just lost today. So there's five games left for the Raptors now, five or six again for the NBA. So we're, we're getting down to the wire here for the East. Um, everything's kind of playing out. The Nets, surprisingly still in that playoff spot. And we're seeing here after Durant, Kyrie Irving both being traded, um, getting some nice pieces. But we'll see how that goes for them in the playoffs. If they get in, they'll be facing the 70s. Well, they, they are probably going to get in and finish at the sixth spot. They will be facing the 76ers at number six. So that will be a tough matchup there. 76ers winning easily against the Raptors tonight, 117 to 110. Uh, going over to the West, uh, Jokic's Nuggets, even having Jamal Murray back has made a difference as well. But they've been playing remarkable basketball. Uh, 51 and 25. Uh, they've clinched their division in the playoffs. Grizzlies, just three games back, uh, sitting at 48 and 28. Sacramento Kings, who we have seen years past not be the best, have clinched the playoffs. So the Kings are back in the playoffs. Uh, Suns have had an up and down season injuries, but you have the addition now of Kevin Durant. So we'll see how that kind of goes. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. The, him, Chris Paul, Booker, eventually that will get meshed together, and we'll see if they can do a deep run. Clippers, if they're ever healthy, uh, can do something. Golden State, who's been suffering injuries, whether it's Draymond, Clay, Steph Curry, who's been experiencing long, long injuries list this season, sitting at number six. Uh, they could be eventually in the play-in as well. But you have uh, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, the Lakers, the Thunder, uh, all sitting there in the play-in tournament. So Pelicans can play the Timberwolves. You have the Lakers versus the Thunder. Mavs are just sitting on the outside looking in with that. And the Mavs, you have Luka, and you also have Kyrie, which has not been working out at all. It hasn't. Even the Trailblazers are not working out at all. There's talks about uh, Dame Lillard being eventually moved. Like, you, you traded for Kyrie, hoping that everything was going to work out between the two, but it has not. Trading away Spencer Dinwiddie from Dallas to Brooklyn was a big effect. He was an important piece. Like, 
Like you, you, you gave up a lot. You, what was it? You gave up beans for the cow and all this stuff. Like it was, it's tough. Like Kyrie is a good player, but again, it's just not working out well for the Dallas Mavericks. It's not. So, but it's here. Here we go. Like once everything's settled and we get a playoff preview, especially the plan uh, for those teams that I've mentioned. We'll see how it goes. Like it is. Like if it started today, Pelicans versus Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves should be a lot better. They should, especially with the price that they paid for Rudy Gobert. But we'll we'll see how that goes. You have the Pelicans who are playing good. Like they, they are. They're a sleeper. Lakers who haven't been healthy, but we don't really know what's going on. Like they kind of have the identical record of the Raptors. OKC who's been playing very well. Like they do have it. Um, but it, again, depending on how healthy the plan is they'll face a tough opponent in the lakers uh pelicans i think can beat the timberwolves so you'll have that there so we'll say pelicans seven lakers eight for that and then the lakers have to go against a very good nuggets team the pelicans have to face a very good memphis grizzlies team as well and then in the east let's say the heat beat the hawks or sorry actually, actually my apologies so what happens is, let me. So the Lakers will have to face the Timberwolves, and let's say they get in and beat the Timberwolves at eight. So stick with that still. And the Raptors, if they play the Bulls, I hope that they can beat them. They'll have home court advantage. They'll face Atlanta, and hopefully the Raptors can snag the number eight spot because I do think the the Heat are going to beat Atlanta and take that seventh spot. And then the Raptors have to face the Bucks which would be a tough one. You, you could see the Raptors as an exit as well. So we'll, we'll see how that goes with that. Again, like a lot of things have happened in the NBA season. I can talk about what's, what I've missed. Again, trying to catch up on everything, and I'll take my time. I may just focus on going through the playoffs once everything is set and making my predictions. I'll do my bracket like I did before, uh, trying to make my prediction for the finals. So we'll see how that goes. But again, we're... we're we're getting down to the wire and seeing interesting things happen. Even Golden State can move down and play in the tournament. Like, depending on who the next matchups are for the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, like between 11th and 6th, there's a three game difference. Like, that's what we're looking at here. With five or six games left, depending on how the schedules work out, it could go either way. And the NHL. Everything is basically final and set, probably working on placing at the moment, um, except unless you're the Boston Bruins. But again, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun this season uh, for both. Again, I know a lot of people are talking about the changes in the NHL uh, with this format. They should bring back the old one to eight, and I'm in opinion, and I'm agreeing with that. Kind of need to get rid of this new format for this. I like the NBA format for the play-in, perfectly fine. But again, the format for the NHL playoffs has not been great. It it hasn't. It really has not. So, but um, we'll see how it all uh, turns out going forward. So we're about two weeks, three weeks away from the NFL draft, and everything is obviously starting to pick up. We've had the combine, pro days are going on, and you're wondering who your team is going to draft, and it's kind of tough try and predict who's going where and i am going to be doing my mock draft like i mentioned earlier i'll be coming as i get closer and closer to the actual draft itself 
but again, like I'm, I'm looking here, the top 10, top 15 picks. I mentioned while I was writing out my uh, layout for tonight's episode, looking at it, I was like, hmm, should I do the 10 or should I do the 15? And as I kept writing and writing, I just ended up writing out 15 uh, picks. So we have Carolina with one who ended up doing a trade uh, with the Chicago Bears. So Carolina, Houston, Arizona, Indianapolis, Seattle, Detroit, Las Vegas, Atlanta, Chicago, Eagles, Titans, Houston again, uh, the Jets, the Pats, and then you have the Packers. So looking at all these teams, like number one, obviously Carolina is going to look for a quarterback. That's what I believe. Houston's going to be the exact same thing, quarterback. Now this is where now you're getting to the questionable picks. Uh, Arizona probably going to go D-line or linebacker, maybe a wide receiver because we don't know what's happening with DeAndre Hopkins, the trades, or the rumors of the trades, but we'll see there. We'll probably look to build up the defense, maybe get an offensive lineman for Kyler Murray. Uh, Indianapolis, obviously with the past years of the Band-Aid quarterbacks, you're going to look for that. The question is now, do they draft one there? Because, again, you have, like, you're expecting Stroud to go one. I'm expecting Young to go two. You have Anthony Richardson and then Will Levi left. Both young, talented, both need some work, but are you going to take them in the top ten? I'm expecting Indy to make a pick here. If I was Indy or if I was the GM, I'd trade back uh, and then see if that prospect that I'm looking at for quarterback is going to go if I do trade back. But again, um, I see, especially when you're looking at some of these teams that are after me who might look at a quarterback but don't really need him. So you could potentially trade back and just build or get some draft picks. But uh, look for Indy to go either quarterback or look at quarterback, linebacker, D-line, cornerback. So we'll see that there. Seattle, they re-signed Geno. Uh, so you're going to look at building up that defense and maybe getting him an additional weapon, some protection on the old line. Uh, Detroit, kind of in the same boat. Um, they could potentially draft a successor to Jared Goff, but they they seem pretty contempt with that, especially with the success that they had last season. Uh, so like success, they were, they were, they played pretty well, almost made the playoffs. But again, look at the O-line, maybe sure up that defense a little bit more, get some pressure on there to go with Aiden Hutchinson. Vegas could potentially go their quarterback. They did sign Garoppolo, uh, maybe get an O-line, maybe get some additional weapons for their quarterback as well. Uh, Atlanta, there are talks about quarterback, but they did draft last year Desmond Ritter, who they have to give the opportunity to, who... I think they saw him as a potential starter uh, for the Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, but also look at, you know, bolstering up the offensive line for them, getting some weapons uh, as well because um, they traded away. Well, you have Drake London, who's now going to be your starter. Uh, get a, an additional weapon for him at wide receiver. Get a tight end, potentially. Build up that defense. Uh, Bears, get some weapons get an O-line uh, for, for Justin because uh, he's definitely going to uh, need that. Um, but, yeah, defense as well, get, get those weapons for him. 
Uh, the Eagles at number 10, you can use a running back. Uh, bolster up that defense as well. Get it maybe a tight end. Uh, look at the offensive line too. Maybe get another wide receiver. Uh, you have that all there. The Titans could her next at a number 11. They could potentially look at the replacement for Ryan Tannenhill. Uh, you've lost some key old linemen. Uh, so bolster up that. Get a running back, especially with talks of Derrick Henry being traded. Uh, the Houston uh, Texans were, again, another pick. So you're looking at it here. You have potential wide receiver, D-line, linebacker. You already have your quarterback of the future. Maybe get him a weapon to help, or you can get it bolster up that defense as well. D'Amico Ryans is the head coach. He is a former linebacker. He is a former Houston Texan. So you definitely want to maybe do one of each side. Uh, the Jets... All depends on who they're trading. We may not even see this pick for the Jets. It might even be a Packers pick. It, it, it could. We're, we're still waiting to see what the Packers and Jets do. Um, maybe get some O-line. Maybe get some weapons for them. A tight end, wide receiver. Uh, get another corner to play the side of Sauce Gardner. It, it's, you have some pieces there that are, that are good. You're there to help out with your quarterback, but... We still need to wait and see what's happening. The Jets may not even be picking at 14, or at 13, sorry. Uh, 14, you have the Patriots. Get them some weapons. Get them some O-line. Build that defense. Maybe draft an offensive coordinator. Maybe that's what we're looking at here. Actually, no. Actually, when I look at here, I believe they did draft, or they should not draft, they did sign an offensive coordinator, which should help. You should not have a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays in that sense. And then lastly, the Packers, we, we will see what happens with this. Um, they have Jordan Love, potentially. They have Aaron Rodgers. Maybe get him some weapons. The weapons that they had last year worked out well, but you did lose Lazard. Um, but you also could build up the defense as well, get some pressure. Maybe get, get a corner, get some linebackers, defensive line, build that up. Uh, but offensive weapons should be key here if they're keeping Aaron Rodgers, but we don't know. We, we don't. We again. We may see the jet the the Packers at thirteen, so they may have two picks at once. So they could probably package those two picks and move up. We we could see that. But th- those are my predictions of what they're needing, especially at one or whatever. But I will announce my official mock draft in about two weeks. Looking at everything here with trades projections. But again, if if the Packers came away with two first rounders. You can probably see them packaging, packaging those two first-rounders and moving up. Depends on how much confidence they have in Jordan Love. That, that's the thing, right? You, you want to see how he's going to play out. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It, it is. It, it, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how my mock draft goes. Because, again, we, we don't. Because, again, there's still some stuff happening. So as much as the Jets are going to be at 13, it might be the Packers at 13 and 15. It, it could happen. But if, if, if that trade does go, probably look at uh, the Packers bundling those up and moving it up. Because, again, you get two first-round picks this year. You can get some nice pieces with that. You can. Uh, other stuff going on in the NFL besides the draft. And, like, you did you didn't have pro days today as well. So, like, you have the Lamar Jackson situation, which, you know, 
a lot of people are wondering where he's going. And it's looking like he's not probably going to go anywhere, in, in my opinion. And he shouldn't. The price tag for him is way too high. If you, if you give him the tag, you're giving him X amount because he's going to get paid the average of the top five paid quarterbacks. And then you have to give up the picks. And then you're hoping that he's going to be able to play a full 17-game season, which we don't know that's going to happen. We, we don't. So we'll see. But again, I think the price is too much. I'm sure the picks trying to get rid of or trying to give the picks for him plus the salary. And then he wants guarantee, X amount of guaranteed money. He does. It's it's going to be rough. And, but again, I don't think you see Lamar Jackson going anywhere when you look at it. And when it's all said and done, I think he's still going to be a Baltimore Raven come September. Because I don't think any owners, any teams want to give up that much capital whether it's draft picks or salary, that much guaranteed salary as well. That's where I'm leaving it here. Um, yes, I know I just talked about the draft. There's more stuff going on. There were pro days that were happening, so I'm kind of going to go back to the draft, going back on what I said. Um, again, the quarterback situation this year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. The quarterback situation, you have potentially four quarterbacks going in the top ten this year. We know at least one or two are potentially going to go in the top five. We know Young and Stroud are both going to go. They're probably going to go one and two, which has been a few years since we've seen the quarterback go one and two. So here we are um, wondering who's going to be the next quarterback. Again, Indy needs a quarterback. I listed off other teams as well. I I don't know if we're going to see four quarterbacks go in the top ten. It's kind of like last year when I did my draft. I remember when I did my mock draft and when I was looking at other experts, they had multiple quarterbacks going that first round, some of them going in the top 10. And we we saw that. And again, I only had one quarterback going overall, one, like one going in the first round, and that was Pickett going to the Steelers. But again, this year, we're we're seeing that thing. I know, and I've mentioned before in other podcasts, uh, about the importance of a quarterback or how teams like elevate or over evaluate quarterbacks the needs or the needs or the the talent of certain quarterbacks uh, sorry if that confused you a little bit but again when, when I'm looking at quarterbacks I'm obviously going to look at their their college history how many years they played as a starter what were the difference between the years when they played? Like Stroud, Stroud could have come last year. It was the truth. He he played. Uh, you had Young who played well. Like Stroud had great years at Ohio State. Multiple year starter Bryce Young, same thing. Anthony Richardson, one year starter. I know he has the traits, the combine, the measurements. Everyone's loving it. Uh, you also have Will Levi, great measurables. Again, multiple year starter at Kentucky kind of went up and down. You have Hendon Hooker, who tore his ACL. He's a little bit older, probably going to be going in the second round. I liked him a little bit better. The age is always the concern, but played at Virginia Tech, played at Tennessee, had a remarkable season at Tennessee this past year before the injury. We saw how well he was playing. He was on pace to have a season, a better season this year than he was the year before with Tennessee, and he had a pretty good year the year before. But you see improvements with past completions. 
Uh, then you also have Bo Nix, who's coming in. You have Duggan, who we saw remarkably play well. Stenson Benson, who's probably going to go later on. Same with Duggan. Um, Bo Nix at one point, because he went from Auburn to over to Oregon. He played well at Oregon this year, too, in the Pac-12. So we'll see how they transition over. But again, like, am I going to see four quarterbacks go in the top 10? I'm calling a no. I really am. And when I'm doing my mock draft, I will leave everything because when I'm doing the evaluation, every team is not going to need a quarterback, especially when you have some deep ones here. And some of them are still signed onto contracts as well. So we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But when I do my mock draft, I'll make a few adjustments. I will. Um, we'll see how that all goes. We, we do. And, you know, it's it's great that Will Levi is getting on people's radar, Anthony Richardson. But, again, when you see quarterbacks with not that much ex- starting experience at college and the development, like a lot of people are like, well, he's a project. He has a high ceiling. But, again, like when you're taking someone with that at number four, you, you want your starter. It's the same with the NBA and the NHL. When you're taking your top four picks, they're meant to be an impact player right away. Like, you don't want the project. You don't want that. They're immediate starter. They're going to need to develop, but they're there to start right away. Mostly your top 10 in the NFL. Like, you're ready to go, boom, make an impact. Or here we are. So we will we'll see how that all plays out. And, again, I'll do my mock. I will. I will try to see how this all plays out, especially with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. But, again, it's kind of confusing to see how this all plays out but again looking forward to the draft um back to reality for the rest of the league the nfl is making changes again adding like teams more teams playing thursday nights like now there's the black friday games like they're trying to control and get as many games in the week as possible it's kind of like the cfl schedule when you look at it here the cfl schedule is kind of the same way uh throughout the summer but again it's it's a money-making business now for the NFL. That, that's basically what it is, commercials and how many games can you get in a week? Can you control a four-day weekend? That's basically it. Like, they're never going to control Saturdays during the season. Like, they're never going to have, like, Saturday games during Christmas. But that's because co- there's, like, no college football really going on. Um, but, again, you're not going to control Saturdays. They're not going to have that. There's no way CBS, Fox, ESPN, NBC – all those contracts that they have with the NCAA, the BCS, there's no way, especially those leagues as well. There's no way the Big Ten, the Big 12, Pac-12, like all this stuff going on, like that's going to be impacted or like taken over by the NFL. No way that's happening. So, but again, lots of things changes. Again, it's trying to do my best to catch up on all of this today and all of the last couple months. Looking forward, especially with the draft, more additional Thursday games. It's... It's incredible. Sorry, I also forgot Mondays too. So Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Mondays. So you're, you're basically controlling for like a almost a long weekend of football. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like especially near the end of of November with Black Friday. Yeah, you want that Black Friday great game. Great. But there's no way you're taking over Saturday with Ohio State versus Michigan. No, like nobody wants that to be taken over or big matchups like USC versus Notre Dame. Like 
you, you have televised rivalries going on usually around that time. So I, I don't see the NFL getting in on a Saturday unless it's Christmas when college football is basically just bowl games near the end of the final year, uh, final December before the uh, college football playoffs. Okay, so moving on from the NFL, um, we, d- we did have F1 start a couple weeks ago. Uh, two races, Bahrain, and then we had the, um, what was it? Let me just pronounce that correctly because we had Bahrain. Oh, see, now I had the races up, and this is what happens when I get everything. So Australia is happening this weekend, which is great to see. And I'm just trying to pull up the schedule that we just had. So we had Saudi Arabia and we had the Bahrain uh, races going on. Uh, Ferrari is having its issues with its cars. Mercedes is kind of just watching back. But like Red Bull is just dominating again off the hop. You know, Perez with a win. Verstappen with the first run. The cars are remarkable. Like Verstappen finished second last race too. So you had Red Bull go one and two, which has just been incredible to see. It has. So Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, yeah, Verstappen, Sergio Perez, both Red Bull winning like their Constructors' Championship is looking great. Uh, Driver standings, I'm just pulling that up right now. So Verstappen, Sergio Perez, 44, 43 points, one and two. Ferrari sitting, or sorry, Fernando Alonso, Aston Martin sitting in third, Sands uh, fourth, Lewis Hamilton sitting in fifth with Mercedes, teammate Russell's right behind him, Canadian Lance Stroll sitting in seventh, and Leclerc uh, sitting in eighth, Uh, Botas with Alpha is sitting in ninth, and then you have Octon with France uh, with Alpine Renault uh, sitting in tenth as well. But again, Red Bull just dominating as the season just started with uh, F1. Again, Australia is happening now, so they're going through their practice rounds, and then you have the qualifications going on throughout the weekend. Let me just pull up uh, the schedule for Australia because we have that going on this weekend. So Sunday is the race. Let me just pull up the time because there is a very big uh, time difference between the two. So let me just take a look here. It's always trying to hard to get everything up and running. Sorry. Uh, sorry for the delay, guys, and the little uh, time frame. So Australia, let me just take a look at the time here. What am I looking at here? Uh, 1 a.m. So on Sunday, 1 a.m., that is when they have the race. So if you're getting up at 1 a.m., that's 1 a.m. Canada time. Um, hopefully you get a chance to watch the race. I'm going to try and watch it. I, I really will. Um, cause you know, it's definitely a few hours ahead, just a few hours ahead, but looking forward to it as well. So that's it for my first episode back in a couple months, a lot of stuff to try and catch up on. Uh, next episode, same thing. going to break it down a little bit more, especially with, the playoffs just around the corner for NBA and NHL. Um, English Premier League is back. Actually, all league games are back this week after the international break that we had over the last two weeks. So looking forward to catching up on that. Uh, FA Cup is just a week away as well with uh, Manchester United as well and all the other clubs, Man City. 
Um, we'll discuss that too. So I'll catch up on some English Premier League, or actually La Liga, English Premier League. Uh, again, Europa, Champions League are going to be happening in two weeks. Is that, so please remember I chose Benfica, Chelsea, Napoli, Byron for Champions League to go on to the semis. And then USG, Sporting, Roma, and Man U to go on for their semis as well. Um, and then we'll, I'll get ready closer and closer to my NFL mock draft as we get to that as well, especially with teams still going on and trades. So we will see how this all plays out, especially with the Jets and the Packers. Uh, we'll see what happens with Lamar Jackson. Again, NBA, NHL playoffs are around the corner. Oh, yes, Major League Baseball. It's basically opening weekend. So I'll recap that on the next episode. That's one thing I forgot to discuss as well. Uh, it was good to see baseball back. Definitely a few changes there. The one thing that they noted, um, the time for baseball games, like the length of them have reduced. Last year was like three hours and 15 minutes was the average for opener. This year it was like well under three hours, which is great because baseball has been doing that job of just trying to find ways to reduce the time, which is great. Uh, So the clocks have been working out well. Rafael Devers was the first player in the regular season to be struck out due to the clock with that. So that's kind of good. That helps with the game. It's going to be frustrating but it helps with the game as well. So seeing that well under three hours for baseball to help with the timing and everything, remarkable. It's it's helping the game. It, it really is. But lots to recap on the next episode of the podcast. So enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy uh, the race on Sunday if you're up very early. Enjoy the NHL, MLB. Enjoy uh, the opening weekend again of MLB. Again, have a good night. Have a good weekend. This is the Draining Jimmy's Podcast.